Hello, and welcome to another episode here at Crosstalk. I'm John Wayne, and with me as always is Pastor Dr. Major Deacon Jonathan. <laughs> I think only two of those are right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's par for the course for me. About 25% right. <laughs> How are you doing? I hope you're better than 25%. Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Today's if you a had to put a, put a number on it. Yeah, no, 90, 90, 95%. It's a good day. I'm uh, excited. We got some stuff coming up later on uh, uh, this evening um, together, like the the leadership uh, pastoral team, and I'm excited about that. So it's good. Yeah. It's luckily a Tuesday, so uh, much better than a Monday. So I would put myself in an even 88%. There you go. That's up there. That, that the coffee will help with that and <laughs> 80 80 and up is it's like in school it's passing for me but then you add coffee and then i'm great uh so, so you need performance all, enhancing drugs is what you're saying you know what? I mean, <laughs> if we were to put it such a way <laughs> i mean can you argue with my performance when i'm caffeinated I mean, you know. no 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 i mean coffee helps <laughs> now if they if they start coming for coffee uh, I, I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> a lot Maybe of more than just you. There'd be a revolution. <laughs> the world runs on coffee. We'll tolerate um, a lot, but not that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, but yes, um, for us, uh, the day that we're filming this is also a big day for uh, programs for us doing something exciting, getting out into the community. Last week we talked about evangelism and the importance of others and reaching others. And, and yeah. so, um, you know, we don't talk about that out of um, uh, ignorance or without uh, putting our money where our mouth is. We are excitedly doing that here in our local area with our church leadership. Um, yeah. And it's awesome stuff. Uh, it, you know, we talked about it last week. It's, it's one of those things that does as good for you as, um, you know, you as good as you set out to do for others. Uh, and so look forward to that. Um, it's also been two weeks uh, since we've done that episode. So it feels like forever since we've done Crosstalk. We do the schedule in which we do these. Most people don't know is so off. So it feels like you just saw us last week. It's been uh, a while for us. Yeah. Um, so good to get back into that and good to continue uh, this series. I've really enjoyed this series. I think this one was... Uh, uh, a brainchild of yours. And so kudos to you. This one's been a really good one. Lots of fun, yeah. uh, lots of great guests so far. And I think we're continuing that trend today uh, as we discuss our relationships with others. We've talked about evangelism. We've talked about praying and recognizing needs in others, but kind of coming off of last week's is, you know, it say, you know, this week we form a relationship. We help someone out and find that maybe, uh, they need something more, and, and we connect them back to our church. Then what does the relationship with others look like? And so uh, kind of there's there's a structure. We plan, you know. Yeah, we try to seem smart. Um, but luckily, we've got smart guests to make up for that. And so joined by the lovely Mr. Joe Bottoms today. Lovely. That's a, that's what it very rarely is, describes me. <laughs> Well, there you go. I think you're lovely. And uh, it's an Augusta takeover uh, right. episode for Crosstalk because uh, you're you're just over yonder for, for us. Um, but uh, yeah, glad to have you back on. It's been a little while. Uh, it's nice. But, yeah. Um, and so uh, wanted to start with kind of setting up because I think that this conversation goes a couple of different ways depending on uh, what each of us brings to uh, the table in terms of like how we approach relationships. So I'm curious up front, and I think I know the answer, but uh, would how would you describe yourself? Would you say you are an introvert or an extrovert? Almost definitely an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. Um, yeah. What 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 makes that so definitive for you? I just I have this 
uncanny uh, gift from God where I walked into a room or into a line and the next thing I know I have someone telling me their life story and we're talking about Jesus and it just comes naturally I mean I walk into a room and people would just share what, what they're feeling it's it's a great gift to have um, because it makes it easier to witness to, to Christ to other people but I mean I've never met a stranger really anybody that you know comes to church anybody that comes in i'm always trying to meet them and get to know them so yeah it's, it's uh sometimes an enviable uh skill when it comes naturally uh people and relationships can be so hard for for some people uh but and and true to form i, I don't think there's been a situation we've been in where you haven't been able to in some way just hit off with someone um, and not just the niceties of, Hey, how are you? But, you know, legitimately just like, Oh, you would think you already knew them. Uh, it's kind of impressive to watch. What about you, Jonathan? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm an extrovert too. I, I, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoy people. I enjoy uh, their stories. I enjoy learning about them. I, I, I have this, uh, I mean, I definitely have my times where I need like me time, but it's, it's definitely more of an extrovert when I'm out and, um, with people. I, I just, I love it. Um, uh, people are great, man. People <laughs> are great. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I always say that I'm an extrovert with introverted tendencies um i am predominantly extroverted i like people and um kind of kind of like with you or what with what i i kind of see with you jonathan it's like people are fun like getting getting into those conversations and and getting to know people and and figuring out how they work and everything that not, none of that happens without talking and without uh being willing to kind of put a foot forward and go into those conversations and everything. I, I, I like that. Um, but when I am done, I am done. Like when I, when I need rest, I need rest. <laughs> like, cause it's always funny when, um, new people experience that with me. Cause most people I like to think, or I hope generally understand that you're never, you're not a bother to me. If you need something, if you want to talk, if whatever, I'm, I'm there. If anything, I'm coming into your circle and asking what you need. I'm, I'm very much people yeah. oriented. Uh, and then the one time they say something and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like, no, I'm going home. You don't have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh, am I not on the list anymore? It's like, no, I'm just tired. When I'm tired, I'm tired, tired. Um, and that's when the introvert kicks in hard for me. That's when the caffeine runs out. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I, I, I would describe it as a crash of just like, you know, I, I don't have energy to, to spare for people because that's a big thing with people. And I think that's a deciding factor of introvert extrovert is your, your energy. Yeah. Uh, where, where you can put the most effort. Yeah. Well, I also think that as you're talking to people, sometimes it's, they get to that point where you you know that they're just going to keep going and go <laughs> well hopefully he gets back on it's funny that it cut when he was talking about keep going <laughs> the joys of technology right um see me or hear me there he is hey sorry <laughs> You know, Wi-Fi or internet, it's not always, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. I, I like what you talked about with, with energy, um, because I think that's so much about life anyway. Like, it, it isn't that, that we can't do things. It's the willingness to allocate energy to things. Mm -hmm. If I'm willing to allocate energy to people, then then I will be good at being with people, right? If I'm willing to allocate energy to learning the guitar, if I'm willing to allocate energy to, like, it's it's that piece. I think most people uh, have the capacity 
to learn different things and and be good at social interactions most people um and it's just allocating that energy there are certainly some that that it, it will always be awkward and and that's that's okay like i praise god that god uses those things too like he's he's amazing in that but yeah i think a lot of it has to do with our energy and what we're willing to allocate uh to certain things absolutely and you and like and you have to recognize uh, your your capacity. Um, sure. Some people can go infinitely uh, with people. You know, um, you know, we we have a, a church member even who his whole gig is traveling and training, traveling and training, and it never seems to wear on him because when he's not traveling and training, he's at church and he's socializing with uh, everyone there, and he's at his with his family and everything, and it just. He never seems to get tired and that's cool. Uh, like I said, I've admitted I have my, my short camp comings on capacity where I hit a wall and I get tired. Sure. sure. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, and that, and that was the most interesting thing for me when I realized that I'm not always on, I'm not always an extrovert recognizing that I, I have my capacities. And similarly, some people who may think they are introverted and don't try uh, might have a, small capacity for being an extrovert. Um, We like our generalizations in life. And we feel like if I say I'm one or the other, that describes me perfectly forever. But in reality, um, I think that we're more specific than we want to be. Uh, And so I, I don't think and I, and I realize the irony of this because I asked you, but I don't think it's fair to say uh, introvert or extrovert. I think we're way more complex than one side. Yeah. Or the other. Well, I think everybody gets, you know, to that point where they're just yeah. done. Overstimulation happens to everybody. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, especially our teenage kids, you know, they have a limit. And I always like to poke <laughs> Sarah, my daughter, and be like, how far can I push you before you're <laughs> Right to that point, because I want to see her grow and, and, and stretch her, you know, and how she can relate to others and things like that. And she's gotten so great. I think the time where um, she was doing online school was really tough for her because you know, she didn't have that relationship time to build with friends and stuff. So I'm glad she's back in regular school and, and TMI. Or Joe. TMI and all that kind of stuff really helped her. So, uh, yeah, well, trying, she, uh, she is a, a social butterfly. Oh, uh, yeah. It runs but, in your family, the extrovert thing. But uh, and she, you know, only because you brought, brought her up, but she's a great example of, I think, an applied extrovert. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not uh, super bubbly with absolutely everyone. She does have her, well, I don't know them necessarily moments sometimes. Um, and that's just another example, like I said, like where it's, it's never always just as pure. Uh, but I think sometimes one of the scapegoats to building relationships or, or interacting, or even in some cases dealing with people, um, because I love people, but sometimes you have like, people are difficult, you know, um, I'm one of them. I know I can say that. Um, but you know, one of the scapegoats of it is it's just like, well, I'm 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 too introverted for relationships. Mm. You know, like I like my one or two or or whatever, but I don't I'm not really going to push outside of that uh, because that's not me because of this label. Um, yeah. and, and while we all may lean a certain way on those things and and also we may have our reasons, you know, you may have been a ex- extrovert that got hurt by, you know, a relationship. Uh, I don't I don't want to discredit that, but um, I, I think that relationships are so good for us and important that regardless of how we try or decide to define ourselves on that spectrum of ingoing or outgoing, uh, that as we, we should apply effort to that, kind of like what you were talking about and got into, Jonathan, like that should be something that's a priority for us to put energy into. Um because number one, if you don't and you're only pouring your energy into yourself, no matter how good that attention on yourself is, that is selfish. Mm. Um, and number two, you can't do life like that. Like you just can't 
do life on solo mode. It's, it's, it's constantly yeah. dealing with people or working with people or needing people. And you might, so you might as well try and get the best of that situation. Sure. You know, um, so kind of taking that turn and, and applying it into, uh, our, our faith, um, you know, would you say that you have always had relationships as a priority, um, that that's always kind of been a big expression of your faith? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've, I've always been, you know, wanting to share with people. In fact, a lot of times the leaders are like, pull it back, pull it back. Um, <laughs> because I can be Over a sharing. lot. I can be a lot. I'm not, I'll be. <laughs> Poor Joe again. So I can, I can really be a lot. And, um, and I, there were times whenever I was younger where they would just, you know, be like, Joe, okay. Um, at camp, I was just always running around trying to talk to people, trying to get to know people. And I was pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> if saw me now the way I was back then, I don't know if I would like me. <laughs> well, I think for you, right, it's an enthusiasm. You are so enthusiastic uh, that that it sometimes comes across as as uh, annoyance or uncool because in your enthusiasm, I, I want to just know everything about you and hey, what's your favorite color? And you know, it's my daughter does that too, Maddie. My youngest, like she's very enthusiastic about uh, meeting other people and, and interacting with them. So I think that's that's that. And and you know, it's funny when you, when you're a kid and all that. When you grow into teenage, maybe that becomes. But then when you're an adult, I think there's a genuine like that enthusiasm is so rare because we we become so jaded when we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, that enthusiasm so rare that it's kind of infectious. Uh, and people want to be around people that are enthusiastic about other people. Yeah. Well, and another side effect to that, too, is part of the annoyance with uh, extroverts or, or, or enthusiastically social people is because um, a, a lot of us have built in trauma to relationships. Sure. So it's like if you're coming at me very eagerly nice, I'm wondering, I'm concerned, I'm like, what? What do you want? <laughs> like, nobody, have you listen? Nobody likes me. What are you doing now? <laughs> like, like this is unnatural. Um, you know, I, I know for me, uh, I have to push back on some of those thoughts with folks of just like, you know, I have very self-deprecating uh, uh, tendencies, and so it's just like, I'm I, I I hate how skeptical I am sometimes of of niceness. Uh, but but the world has not been nice to me in a lot of ways. And so when people come with that gift, I'm just, all right, what do you want, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's something a lot of people, a lot of people deal with, but don't necessarily deal with. Like, I, I genuinely try not to see the worst in people, but some people don't. They just do see the worst in people. And, and sometimes you know, that, that niceness and that extrovertedness, uh, is, is what causes the annoyance. Um, and so, and that's a hard one to deal with, but. Oh, it's a true, it's a, it's a, it's a real reality and something like it, scripture is very clear. Like in the beginning, when God created, he made Adam, right. And then immediately says, it's not good for you to be by yourself and made Eve. Right. And we see throughout the scriptures over and over again, the importance of your community, the body of Christ, all that, right? We see the importance of God laying out, you were built to be together. And I think what you're you're talking about is true for, you know, relationships are very, like the way God deals with me and the way that God talks to me and moves in me is not exactly the same way he does with each of you. And And I think that has to be the same approach for the way we interact with one another, we're not all the same. We're all different. We have different trauma for sure, but we also have different things that like light us up, that make us excited, that, that get us, you know, joyful. Like, and that's one of the things I realized early, early on in, in my calling 
God prepared me in part, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's true. God prepared me in part because I have, my interests are so vast. I love history. I love pop culture and, and movies, and I love most kinds of music, and I enjoy brass band, and there are many people that like that. And I, you know, and all of these things, like, well, why do I have such eclectic, all of these, like, broad, well, I realize it's because most people, I have something. I'm interested in that they are also interested in and that helps connect and they were, you know realizing that until a couple years into my calling uh that like that's amazing and and i think for us reaching others which is you know what we're talking about obviously this whole month reaching others i don't think we have to hit hard with jesus loves you like yes we need to work that in but I want you to know, like, I'm a real person and I care about you. And I care about you because God loves me and I love what God loves. Mm. And he loves you. Yeah. 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 I think we want relationships to be easy because it's something, like I said, I think we realize we have to do or, or, or engage in in some capacity, like, you're going to interact with people at work. You're going to uh, interact with people uh, in your goings about throughout the, like, you know, as much as I try, I, I always still end up interacting with people when I go grocery shopping even. You know, like people are everywhere. You're gonna have to interact with them. And so we, I think we only go as deep as we need to sometimes. And we uh, miss out on a lot of the good fruit of relationships. Um, because, uh, you know, a, a lot of advancements and, and a lot of uh, strengthening of my faith has happened with other people. It hasn't necessarily just been hard work I did with myself over my Bible at the, the wee hours of the night. Like, it, it's relational stuff where people have pulled me through or helped me through or comforted me through or, you know, encouraged me through uh, stuff. And so relationships can be very, very good for us. Uh, and, and so now kind of uh, what's interesting is I think that for a lot of people maybe listening will be very agreeable. And it's just like, yeah, I need to spend more time with my friends. I need to prioritize my relationships. Cool. What about church relationships? Uh, because I, I found a lot of people compartmentalize those two. Yeah. You know, they're my relationships. And then there's my relationships with people I go to with church. And sometimes those hit a little differently. Um, were you ever kind of a come and go person with church where it's just like you come, you get your seat, you uh, sing the songs, you take your notes in the sermon, and then you're out? And w at what point did you start staying at the back of the chapel for hours <laughs> <laughs> chit chatting? Because that's what our life is like now, almost every Sunday at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was something that, you know, as a kid, you just had you, all the adults were talking. And so you were waiting for at least 15, 20, even 30 minutes sometimes to get back on the bus and go home. So you end up learning that that communication. And then the more involved you get with the church service and things like that, the more um, you get used to interacting with those people. And I think that's the great thing about our music program and about camp and all these things because it teaches our kids how to interact in a in a spiritual way and i think that's really uh encouraging because when you start seeing them going up to other people and talking to them about jesus and talking to the people who they would normally not want to interact with like the other day uh, my daughter went up and just sat with major and just talked with her for like 15 20 minutes and that's not something that a year ago she would have felt comfortable doing it's just great to see growth in doing and saying those things mm. yeah i mean i i grew up right my my parents are are officers in the salvation army and so i grew up going and when when i was a teenager my parents were on our divisional staff right so they were part of the regional office and so we would travel to the local uh core churches in the field and so just by na nature of that and the fact that they're extroverts, we would be hanging around um, for a while. And it was a different church or court every week almost. Uh, and so that kind of 
it helped teach me how to build relationships because every week there's not that I didn't see them. I saw them, you know, when we got together for regional events, um, but it helped me build those relationships easier. And moreover, because of how I grew up where I moved every three, four five years, it's either learn how to make new relationships or have <laughs> no friends. Yeah, sink or swim, man. Sink or swim. And, and I, I can't not have friends. I need friends. Friends are fun. Um, and so, you know, you, you, I learned early. And obviously how we grew up informs a lot of uh, what we are as adults. Um, and so that helped me with building relationships, right? Because not only is it my friends who I have, which I have many friends who have had friends for a long time, uh, but the relationships I build in the church, but then also how do I in this, in these moments that I have, maybe if I go to the same, I don't know, subway once a week or whatever, how do I build a relationship there with the person who's making my sandwich? Or how do I build those relationships? Because the whole goal, right, of of building relationships, or at least part of the goal as believers, is to share the gospel, to share the love of Christ with them. And so working through that as well, like building relationships with people that that so often we see as um, people that just kind of randomly enter in and out of our lives. Mm. Uh, but seeing that as an intentional entering in to my life. Uh, and that always happens at, at retail places and restaurants for me, but it also happens when I'm walking around here at, at our croc center and someone interjects they're they're normally it's a problem they're they're having an issue and, and they they see me walking by with it's on uh which is fine uh and and interjecting that into how do i build the relationship there with them so that i can share uh christ's love because i can easily say hey jesus loves you but that doesn't hit like me building a relationship and showing you this is why i've done this is because jesus loves you mm -hmm. I find that the most important um, thing that I can do in building new relationships is just uh, listen. Because that's 95% of the time people just want to be heard. And um, especially over here working at the Center of Hope, it's it's always, I just want to just want to tell you what's going on. I just want to tell you what's happening. And so many times it's they have a problem, but there's been more and more times where it's, hey, I, I'm getting a job. Hey, um, they want to see you know, other people care about their successes as well. So um, it's so crucial um, that you're just able to listen, but then pour into them the truth that you that you know when the point when it's ready, when they're ready to hear it. Um, sometimes it's just you're listening and you're listening and you're hearing them. You may not be able to solve the problem, but you can at least listen and give them your attention and your time. And that is more valuable sometimes than reading 10 or 15 scripture verses to them and trying to say, like you said, Jesus loves you. Sometimes it's, you know, go out like St. Francis of Assisi that uh, it's quoted all the time, go out and if necessary, <laughs> use words. Yeah. 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 I, you know, th this um, thought process brings the whole series we've done for this month back into a circle because, um, you know, if we start with prioritizing relationships with others uh, and not just those inside our faith community or our church, because um, that can be two different things, but like not just those that agree, yay, Jesus, but outside of that, if we prioritize building those relationships and, and, and reaching those people, uh, we'll find those things where it's just it's not necessarily sharing a scripture, although it could be. Uh, it's not necessarily an invitation to church, although it could be. But we're, we're recognizing these things that this person may need and people are important and we should care about them. So we prioritize that. We pray mm -hmm. over that. And, and when when that relationship is, is ripened and right, you know, making the invitation of faith, it just keeps going. You know, it, it's almost like this is just kind of our our thing. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's just what we do with the the time and the life and and the opportunities that we're given is to uh, make the most of every 
every relationship uh, and, and every um, uh, you know opportunity with uh, a stranger, but also with a friend to to go deeper, to do more. And so, um, I, I think that's one of a big one of the big hurdles for for church folks for Christians um, is to first get out side of just coming and going to church because um, it, it it's happens it may be a small percent it may be a large percent of uh your church but at some point there's people that just come in sit on the back row don't talk to anyone and then leave um and and, and trying to either get get ourselves out of that or be the one be the catalyst be the one to go to that person that you've never talked to in church and, and introduce yourself um you know you, you never know what kind of relationships can start by being bold in that way um and, and i i just i'm a big believer that if if you're going to a church if you've chosen this, hey this is a place i'm going to uh, commit myself and my time and and maybe my family to and there's someone in that 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 community that you don't know, like talk to them. Why would why would you be okay, you know, with having strangers in church with you? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just I, I don't think that should be as hard as it is sometimes for for Christians. Um, I don't I don't know why sometimes we're afraid to start those relationships with folks that just are in the same church as we are. Yeah. 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 Sunday, Sundays throughout the United States of America is, is the most um, segregated day of the, of the, of the week. Mm. We separate ourselves out based on not just um, our, our, our race, but, but also our, how we feel about things and all that. We separate ourselves out and and God, God is, is saying, you know, you are one body. I mean, when I say one body, I don't mean if you go to the Salvation Army Church, right? I mean one body. We are in one body for all believers, all who call on the name of Jesus Christ, all who believe in the death and resurrection, all who who have repented. We are all one body, and so we we do have to work through that uh, individually, so that corporately we become more unified uh and and because you you have um you have people that that yeah i i come because it's what i do or or i come because i want to be seen or but but i think i'm grateful here in in our congregation i don't i don't think we have a lot of that in our congregation our i'm amazed how you know we, we do these community connect sundays i'm amazed how, and we plan, honestly, we plan to do like games and stuff. And we come to realize we, I mean, me, John, we don't have to do anything. Come to realize, why are we planning these games? We're just like, everyone's happy to just hang out. Right. Because it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, by the time we get everyone in to, to the, the banquet hall, by the time everybody gets their food and everything, we all like you come back and reconvene. It's like, all right, let's start the thing. And by then you realize everybody's already started their own thing. Yeah. I love, I've been re, so one of the scriptures that, that I, I pulled up and was looking through when we were talking about today is in Romans. And, and if you look at Romans uh, chapter 12, you know, it starts in verse nine and it looks like love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. But then it goes on in verse 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. And that's the e, that's the NIV. But if you do the uh, the ESV, it says outdo one another in showing honor. Mm -hmm. Like I, I read that and it just hit me. Do I outdo showing honor to other people honoring them for for not and not falsities of making things up no no who god made them to be and building a relationship that way uh because we so often we we get in our lives and we move along and we do things because we've always done it that way and it just comes natural but it's nice when someone walks in and says you're amazing at that well that's mm -hmm. just 
kind of what I do. No, no, no. But you're really good at that. Like that is a gift God has given you. That's amazing. Um, and well, honoring it, that way. It's something I think we think. I, it's just, it's the doing it. And, and, yeah. and same thing with, you know, I really should talk to that person more. Like we think it, but like, again, as far as it relates inwardly, like we really have to push past those those um, uh, complacencies to really strive for for deeper uh, relationships and connectivity with each other. Well, I think it's that fear of rejection, you know, yeah. um, for a lot of people. What, what if I come and talk to them and they don't like me? Yeah. What if I come up there and they're, and they're like, I don't know you. I don't want to have a relationship with you. And, I, and that's happened a lot. I mean, trust me. I've, I've been through it so many times where I walk up there and try to talk to somebody and they're like, uh-huh, and then they walk, they walk away. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll try again another day. So that, that I get outside and, and I'm, and that could very well be for some people. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to in church, I, I don't think we should be afraid of that though. Like again, when we, when we, we've all separately made the choice, we're coming to this church this morning at 10 AM. I, I think that sets an even field where we shouldn't feel threatened by uh, introducing ourselves or, 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 you know, trying to make a connection with a new person. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just, and cause, it, and I will say one thing I think that has hurt the church uh, as has hurt a lot of people's relationships uh, is social media. Uh, and I'm not going to be in, in completely one of those guys. I'm sorry. And, and I realize the irony that we're posting this on social media. But what I mean is we can see something, one thing somebody posts uh, and be like, oh, they're one of those people. Uh, and that person turns, turns up in church on Sunday. And it's just like, we, we reject socializing with them in faith because of that thing we saw on social media that could very well be out of context is not always completely indicative of their character. Um, you know, and, and so we make prejudgments because like see, social media is like the, 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 the pre meeting space. Like, you know, what do, what do some people do when they first find somebody? It's just like, Oh, let me look them up on social media. And mm -hmm. we think that social media gives us their resume. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's so, I, I just think the the more we can go in letting go of all of that stuff and just yeah, social media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's probably a lot of peace of mind to be had there. Uh, and there's a lot of good, I, I think it's just, it's a human thing to exploit stuff and to, uh, you know, latch on to the worst of things. Uh, it, you know, it, it's uh, something, it's another reason why we need Jesus, but you know, I think I think the more we can let go of those preconceived notions, let go of those insecurities, and just strive to make people important, like make relationships and loving others a priority. I, I think number one, we we tap deeper into our own faith, which means not only our ability to bless others, but we are greater. Uh, we get greater blessings out of that. Mm -hmm. um, but then we'll find who knows what kind of strong and, and life-changing, life-saving relationships uh, that we've denied ourselves from because of them seeming like they were on that side of things or, or whatever. You know, I, I think it's an intentional practice to let go of that stuff and just strive to, in the moment, if you have an opportunity with someone, uh, to, to uh, love on them, to help them if they need it, pray with them, you know, um, I think make relationships more important than, than uh, the social cues and, and the societal pressures. Yeah. In Philippians 2, 3, I love it how it says, do not nothing from rival or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. And that others is a key um, in my mind because of William Booth and because all the blankets that the majors handed out last year that just says others on them. <laughs> no, but um, it's important that we realize that other people are significant that they are they have value above what we think or what we see on facebook or like you said everything else um 
we had some volunteers coming in the other day and I wanted, you know, I was trying to explain to them that our goal when people come into the center of hope is to make them understand that they are significant. They are worthy. They do have worth in this world and no one has the right to take that away from them. No one has the right to belittle them or to uh, not acknowledge them or to maybe make them feel invisible. So that's one of the first things that we do is we want them to come in and, and have that security, have that safety. And then, you know, give them the opportunity to see Jesus in action in the right way, in a positive way, so that when they see us, they understand that we do care. We are here for them and that they do matter. Yeah. And it's a natural tendency of our, our broken, fallen nature to rank people and to assign significance to people. Uh, well, this person is really successful or this person is famous or this person is is the preacher uh, and we assign significance to them and then we look at others and say well they're less important less significant and that flies in the face of the gospel that flies in the face of who god created us to be that that all have the breath of life breathe in them all everyone every single one of us and so when we start ranking based on they're famous, they're wealthy, they're influential, they can get me this or that. Um, I, I, we have to be, we have to reject that as, as a church. Uh, we have to reject that and recognize that all life, uh, all human life, right? And not to say animals aren't important, too, they are, but all human life in this context uh, is valuable, has the breath of God in each and every one of us. Uh, and when you see it that way, it doesn't matter that you're, that I'm interacting with you maybe on the worst day, maybe the subway, uh, uh, sandwich artist is having just a really bad day. <laughs> is that the actual, uh, title of the job? Yes. I yes. <laughs> yes. They're just having a really bad day, right? That does not negate their importance to God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, that, you know, the mentality of what have you done for me lately hmm. also is something that can damage and hurt relationships as you're trying to learn and you're trying to build. Yeah. You expect, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be your friend because you do this for me, or I'm going to, I'm going to be an understanding or have a relationship with you because of what you can do, what I can get from you. And that's where we begin to do do damage um not just in that relationship but in other relationships because people see that and they recognize that and that's not what a relationship is about it's about loving and showing kindness and being there to support no matter if it's inconvenient or not you know if something happens in someone's life you show up it's just that simple you show up you're there and you speak truth into them not necessarily you know by scripture but just by being there and not and not worrying about how much time is cost you how hard it was to get there and anything like that um because that shows that they're significant and that they're important and that's that's the key yeah well and a, a, the big thing you know at the end of all of this conversation of of relationships should be important people should matter you know loving others should be a priority um at the end of all of that the question of okay well i agree how um it it's in how much of a priority we uh place our relationship with jesus like all of that only uh comes as an overflow of our relationship with him and our faith to him you know um because it every every argument we could make for not doing it not loving others not uh praying for others, not uh, helping others uh, is countered in, in the life and faith uh, of Jesus. You know, the, well, what have you done for me? What do I get out of this? Well, you know, uh, while we were still sinners, God, God sent Jesus to die for us. He got yeah. nothing out of that deal except us. And we're not always that great. And yet he's still, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's just like, I, I hate to be that guy, but that's how, uh, on my worst days, I have to motivate myself. I have to be that guy with scripture that quotes back to myself. Well, here's why you have to do it. Yeah, it's really important that, you know, Philippians 4.13, I'm just telling you. I can... <laughs> <laughs> All things through Christ, man. 
What is it so man? bad because I, I preached a whole sermon on how no, most of us misunderstand and misquote that scripture. And then somebody comes up to me after and has it literally tattooed on their arm. Because <laughs> I was like, some people even think this is their life verse. And he was like, it is my life verse. <laughs> so you could say that relationship started off great. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, it, it's it's only possible through Jesus is is the reality and like I said I I I'm, I do that to myself little mini me is on my shoulder quoting scripture at me constantly of this is why you you do this anyway you yeah. know I'm tired today well they did this to me well I don't really feel like it well there's 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 an argument for everything that because Jesus, because of what we believe, because of who he's called us to be, that's not a good enough excuse to not do it, to mm. not love people. There's mm. never a good excuse to not love people. In uh, our definition of love may be different. We may think that, well, oh, it's got, got to go all be rainbows and, and roses. Uh, not necessarily. There's justice in the Bible. Uh, you know, and there's scripture for that even on how to handle those relationships. But we we can't take away the fact that there's no one uh, will ever interact with that God doesn't love. Yeah, um, I have uh, I have a tweet saved on my I took a snapshot of it and saved it on my phone. And I, I think about it often where a pastor shared that, you know, he had preached on David and Goliath and it was all a very uh traditional story and everything like that. Uh, but then in the car ride home, uh, his son, uh, who was apparently paying attention, um, asked him like, dad, when Goliath died, was God sad? Hmm. <laughs> and that's a tough one. You know, you look at somebody who's spitting in the face of God's people who who's trampling on the name of God. Yeah. And I have to believe God was still sad because God does not rejoice in anyone, anyone. Yeah. Dying, especially not dying uh, without knowing him. Yeah. Uh, and so relationships, there's never going to be an excuse to not go in, go hog. And you might be introverted. If you can only handle one person uh, at church, find that one person. If you can only, you know, manage one, you know, social, like deep social interaction a week. Cool. Look for that opportunity. If yeah. you're extroverted, go ham. Go to your wildest. Use your gift. Talk to anyone and everyone. Be annoying, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I think remember that, that next Sunday when I keep talking. <laughs> John Wayne said, "Be annoying." I'm, I'm and, and, and if all of that <laughs> isn't enough, right? Christ gave three major commands in the New Testament. Three: love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then at the end, he says, and all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Now go and make disciples. Yeah. It's all relationship centered. All three of those commands. It's almost like you can't have the upward relationship without the outward relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's not to uh, shame anyone because, you know, again, I've, I've had to gas myself up and talk myself into it on some days. Some days it's harder. Some days it's not uh, convenient. Sure. That, that doesn't make it any less worth it um, for any number of reasons. You may not find your next best friend by introducing yourself to that person you've never met at church, but I'm, I'm sure you will find uh, fruit in that relationship. And you never know what you're giving them in that interaction too. Um, yeah. John 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you love, if you have love for one another. And I mean, that's just a, that's one of those things that people will know. People will, will see if you're earnest, if you truly are loving or not. Yep. You can't, you can't fake it. <laughs> yeah. You can, but it'll get sniffed out quick. <laughs> you could try, I, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, people, people, you know, and, and and it used to be back in the day where it's just nice about it, just like oh thanks, you know, and move on. But now people call you out. <laughs> like, it's like not, hey, I love you, but I was in, but where were you when I was in the hospital? They will where show you, you the My car broke down. Where were you when? <laughs> yeah, they will. They will show you the receipts. Uh, 
but uh yeah so whether whether it's uh in the relationships that we build in and out of the church whether it's uh helping those that we see need in uh whether it's prayer or whether it's you know making known someone's savior uh others are important and it's a part of our faith and, and hopefully uh this month this series of episodes has uh galvanized that truth for us i think we all know it deep down but i think uh we need encouragement uh and, and motivation sometimes uh because we all have our ups and downs and so hopefully this series uh of episodes has been that encouragement uh to to someone out there if nothing else we've had a lot of great conversations uh i know for me i've come off of every conversation much more encouraged about what we've talked about and more um because uh yeah our guests are just that fantastic and so uh and and speaking of thank you joy joe for uh joining us yeah. um, yet again it won't be the last time <laughs> you have the benefit of being here so we can annoy you uh anytime we need you that's true that's true luckily you're good at it and you're you're great so um but yeah uh, on to uh next uh well not a month series we're doing a a, a little one-off series uh, on the fruit of the spirit i believe is next yeah um and so uh that's an exciting one uh if you can't tell we like talking about practicality <laughs> we do we do um, but uh, looking forward to that and, and the guests that will be joining us for that. Hope it's just as good and fruitful for somebody out there listening. If I can petition anyone uh, watching or listening to this to anything other than listening to what we've said, uh, if you enjoyed this, share it. Um, you know, we'd love for more people to uh, discover it and to check it out. Uh, and it's the easiest way to evangelize in the 20th century. It's just a button now. Just share um, uh, the the show, and and I and Jonathan would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and so, yeah, um, maybe it's sending it directly to someone you think needs to hear it, or maybe it's just posting it on Facebook. Who knows? But we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So looking forward to that. Until next time, uh, Jonathan, would you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come in again and talk about um, uh, just a little piece of what you have for us. So grateful that you pour out your spirit on us and allow us to be used uh, to share the good news. And so, Father, we pray for all those that we would uh, come into contact with, Father, that, that we uh, would be willing and able to share your love. Uh, Father, we pray for everyone that is listening, that you would uh, give them uh, a blessing uh, today and remind them that, that you have not uh, abandoned them, that they uh, that they have your peace and your strength, Father, and may they call on that. And Father, as I always do, pray uh, that you would give us each one at least that we may share your love with today.